0: Welcome to the Secure Retirement Method podcast. I am your stand-in host today, Steve Gordon, and I am here with uh, April Schoen and John Curry, uh, both good friends of mine, and they have invited me in today to grill them on the topic of Florida Retirement System and uh, and drop and uh, all things related. Uh, so I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm grateful that you've invited me in to to do this, um, important topic. Uh, John, it's been quite a while since we've talked about this topic, you're and right. I think it's time for an update. Well, first, it's good to see you. I'm glad you've joined us. Yeah. This is this is gonna be fantastic.
1: Sure. Now,
2: you're not gonna be too tough on us, though, are you?
0: Well,
1: I don't know. <laughs>
2: you said you're I, gonna grill
0: us. Yeah. he yeah, does, so I'll wipe <laughs> them with my game. <laughs> I. I think the listeners would probably love for me to be a little bit <laughs> tough on you. Um, and as you can tell, folks, uh, we're we're great friends and colleagues and, and excited to be talking about this and bringing you some very valuable information. So for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, I know you know both April and John. April, if you just give us a quick background on you and how you got to this stage of your career.
2: Great. Um, yeah, so I think my story my my journey how i kind of got into this is i started working with a firm back in 2010 and that firm's here in Tallahassee and they worked with just employees of state universities throughout Florida so i was very fortunate cuz i got to really learn what benefits, what do state of Florida employees have available to them? Both while they're working and as they step into retirement. And I loved it. I got to really um, understand you know, the differences between, and we're gonna get in this a little bit today, the pension plan and the investment plan and uh, all the different investment options that they have available too. And that's really kind of how I got started. And then what happened is I started having cl- clients ask me other questions. They wanted to know, what do they do about social security? Like when should they take social security? They had questions about Medicare and healthcare and retirement. You wanna know about legal documents and car insurance, You know all these things that was kind of outside the scope of what we did there. So I uh, joined John here uh, with our firm almost 10 years ago. Almost. We're almost exactly at 10 years. And that's what I really loved about being here too, is it wasn't just about just the benefits but how do you put all of that together to really help someone?
0: That's fantastic. And uh, you and I happened to be talking yesterday, and you shared with me a little bit of your motivation for working with folks in the in the state university system and in the you know in state government. I, I would love for you to share that today. I think I think that's really
2: important. Yeah. Um, so I think you know what's interesting is I remember one of my clients. We'll call her Pam. And um, I remember when I first met with her, she was with the state of Florida. She was in drop. She was planning to retire in about two, two and a half years, but she was very nervous. She was very like scared and worried. She was um, afraid that she wouldn't actually be able to retire. She thought she would leave state government, maybe have to go get another job somewhere. She might have to move in with someone. She's had a lot of concerns and fear. So going through... The planning and work with her, our planning process, and we do what's called a retirement rehearsal, which is so fun, where we get to really show them what does it look like from a financial standpoint for them when they step off into retirement? What's that actually going to look like for them? And um, I'll never forget, she we had this meeting and she was so happy. I mean, she was just like walking out here, walking out of the office on like cloud nine. She said to me, April, this is way better than I ever thought it could look. I had no idea it was going to be this great, and she was super excited. And I remember we, we get out to the lobby, and she turns to me and says, you know, April, I, just, I never thought that I could have a financial advisor. And that just really hit me, like how this woman, she should, she should definitely have the ability to sit down and talk with someone, ask them these questions and have these concerns and have a space where she can talk through all that and have someone help her. So that was for sure a moment for me that I was like, ooh, this is like why this is so important and why I love what I do.
0: That's amazing. Great story. And uh, thank you for sharing it. Mr. Curry. Yes, sir. I would ask <laughs> you to get us up to speed on how you got to this point of your career, but we don't have that long. <laughs> uh, it would be almost 50 years discussion.
1: I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes. for Please. Uh, I started in business September 13th, 1975. So I just had an anniversary last week. So uh, I'm officially in year 49 now. And... The way I got started was really by doing homework as a veteran. I, I went to TCC, and the vocational counsel there gave me this battery to test. And she said, I think you should go into sales. I either go to sell life insurance or sell uh, real estate. And I said, I don't I do don't the do one of those. <laughs> right, thank you. But I bumped into a friend, and the next thing I know, I entered the financial services world. Back then, it was just life insurance and later investments. But what motivated me to focus on dealing with people who were members of the Florida Retirement System, because we have clients across the spectrum. We have clients of business owners, you know, physicians, all across the board. But if I had to choose one group and only allowed to work with one group, it would be members of the Florida Retirement System because of my grandfather and my father. My grandfather took option one with the pension when he retired. Thought he was healthy, extremely healthy. Thought he'd live a long time. He. He lived a little bit more than four years, and he died. When he died, that pension died with him. My grandmother lived for 27 more years, age 95. And my dad and his brother, my uncle, had to help her financially. And that did not have to happen. But there were no people doing what we do at that time where I grew up, over in the Phoenix Springs area. So then you fast forward, my dad works the same place, Department of Transportation, same office. And he saw what his dad did. He said, I'm not doing that. Now I'm not going to die and the pension dies. So he chose option three. And he lived to age 85. When he died, my mother was concerned, what do I do? I'm going to lose this pension. I said, no, you're not. Because option three guarantees that income to you for the rest of your life. And in both cases, both men could have done a better job if they had worked with someone like us. So I made a commitment back in 1983 that I was going to focus almost all of my effort helping members of the Florida retirement system. even even started working on a process at that point. And I see no reason to change it. We just make it better and better and teaming up and have a, a partner like April to where we can do more, help more people. Uh, it's just fantastic. And, and it's going to come up at some point. I'm able to hit it right now. Some people, somewhere along the way, my smart, other friend across the table is probably going to say, Well, when are you going to retire? Because people say that all the time, You do retirement planning, but you haven't retired. I have retired. On paper, I am retired, right? That's right. Since uh, January 2018. Mm-hmm. But I get to work, I don't have to work. And I love that. I love that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's funny. You retired in 2019. Since then, you've published two books. You've given countless speeches, helped I don't know how many people. <laughs> That's a retirement. So, um, you know, for, for folks who are thinking about, you know, retirement and, and getting ready for that, I, I think the, the common thought is I got to build up this big pile of of cash. I got, there's some magic number I got to hit. April, is that really the most important thing or is there something else we should be paying attention to?
2: Great question. No, it's not some magical number that you need to have to say, oh, I've got to wait till I have this amount of money in my retirement accounts for you to be able to retire. I do not believe that is true. I think in our work and our planning, what we focus in more on is not just having some magical number in your 401k, because that's really not why we get up and do what we do anyway. Right. And when I say get up and do what we do, everyone listening to this who gets up and goes to work, they're not doing it just to have money in their 401k. Right. Mm-hmm. So part of what we do in helping with clients is trying to really understand to just what is it that they want retirement to look like? What's that vision that they have for retirement? What do they want to do in retirement? Now that they've got the time, what are we going to do with it, right? So we've got to understand what their vision is for retirement. And then on the financial side, it's not some magic number to have in their retirement accounts, but it's more about having the income to support that vision, having the income to support that lifestyle that they want to have in retirement.
1: And what's interesting on that, April, is how many times have we had someone say to us, I have no idea. All I know is I'm going to retire at some point. So great. So you're going to have this time. You're going to have the money coming in with your pension and Social Security and anything else you've done personally. So what? What are you going to do? You got the time. You got the money. What are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. And it's so funny, Steve, we can get people to focus on, wow, I hadn't thought about that. I know. That's why we're asking the question. Let's help you get clarity on what it is you think you want in retirement. And you know what? We can delete anything you don't like. You can always change it. Yeah, I would say use an eraser, but nobody knows what an
0: eraser is anymore. <laughs> but how many times we see that? Mm-hmm. All the time.
2: All the time.
0: You know, I always say it's easier to know what you don't want than, than it is to know what you want.
1: Yeah. It's funny over the years, you and I both have said that a lot. And say, like, I know that. I know what you don't want. I heard that about ten times. How about telling me what you would like to have, so we can focus on that? And people look at me and go you're right. I don't want this. I don't want this. I know. We got it. What do you want?
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you could wave a magic wand and have it any way you want it to be. And you know, I have one right. What does here. that look like? I got my magic wand. <laughs> You That's do. That's right.
0: So, you know, for folks who are participating in the Florida retirement system, they've got some unique advantages and some unique challenges compared to, uh, you know, folks who, who might be in a private sector with, a, you know, sort of a, a 401k type plan Um, for those, you know, some of the folks in in the Florida retirement system have got pensions and and other options. And John, you you alluded to it in the beginning with the challenges that, uh, you know, your father and your grandfather had. I I would imagine making these decisions can can really weigh on people and it can probably be very confusing. Confusing. And some of
1: them uh, you can't change. And once you do it, you're stuck. And, but it can be complicated because it's not just which pension option do I take if you're under the pension. Some people aren't, some people are then in the FRS investment plan. We'll get into that later when April kind of walks through what is available. Uh, But what about Social Security? Okay, when do I take Social Security? Uh, How does Medicare work? We spend a lot of time talking about Social Security and Medicare. We do a lot of stuff that's outside of the financial services arena that doesn't involve products. And because our philosophy is you better do the planning first and then get, it's like a big puzzle. You take all these pieces of the puzzle and you put them together and now you have the clarity.
0: Mm -hmm. April, as, as you're working with people to kind of sort this out, what are some of the big questions that that come up for folks who are looking at the options within FRS?
2: Yeah. um, So when they're thinking about FRS and their options, I think the first thing is, are they in the pension or are they in the investment plan? So if they're in the pension plan, depending on how long they've been with FRS, they may be asking if they should go into DROP or not. We get that question a lot. Uh, DROP program is something available to those in the pension. There were some changes recently to DROP as well. So I know we'll kind of get into that. But the, one of the questions we, we often get is, should I even go into DROP? Is that something I should consider? Okay, and we always say we should look at it. It's very important that you don't just make these decisions without looking at both options. There is, unfortunately, people are going to hate this, but there is no one size fits all. There is no one size fits all answer that's just a blanket answer for everybody. Well, you're a party
0: pooper.
2: What's wrong with you? I wish there were. It would make things a lot easier.
1: It would make a lot easier for us.
2: But you have to look at it, which is gonna be better for them to go into drop or not. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other question's gonna be for them is which pension option do they take? And there's four options in the state of Florida pension. And so they need to look at all four of those to decide which one's gonna be best for them as well.
0: And I would imagine it it's something that can't be viewed in a vacuum by itself. You've gotta sort of take into account the totality of their situation. What is social security gonna look like if they're you know married and have a spouse? What is their retirement situation? All of that sort of comes into play, doesn't it? It makes it, you mentioned a puzzle, John. Yeah. It, it sounds incredibly complex when you start to put all of the pieces in place and, and not just isolate it to this one decision. Well, some people get paralysis by analysis. They, just, they simply say, there's too much stuff here.
1: I'm going to do nothing. They get paralyzed. They do nothing. Not just in the flawed retirement system, but every, every person out there who is trying to do investment planning, retirement planning, it is very confusing. And the government doesn't help state or federal, they keep changing the rules. Tax rates, I hope we get into taxes a little bit because I'm going to talk about that some. But it's just crazy that the amount of time it takes to do planning properly. But I'm going to correct one thing you said, Steve. No one has to do anything. Hmm. You don't have to do anything. You can do nothing. That's one of the options available to you, do nothing. And just hodgepodge it and then hope it all works out. Mm -hmm. But our experience has been, and we've got almost 60 no how long did you do this 12 13 years so we got over we got over 60 years oh, of experience. 16 of years of
2: combined experience yeah. Mm-hmm. and
1: rarely does ignoring a problem help because problems don't get better with age they get
0: bigger <laughs> <laughs> with age <laughs> that's right? right that's right you mentioned the term earlier retirement rehearsal and yep. it, it just I'm sitting here thinking about all of the various options. And it seems to me like the retirement rehearsal is a chance to sort of come in and sit down and put the puzzle pieces together in four or five or 10 different ways to see which one is going to work best. Is that
1: about? It is. I want to make a comment and then I'm going to have April walk you through how we do that because she loves doing that and she's very good uh, with numbers. She's very analytical. But here's the first step. Before we ever, ever, start trying to do anything with a computer or doing any type of analysis, the first thing has to be, let's have a conversation. And let's make the assumption that we've had that conversation and we've agreed to move forward and work together. Now we've got to get that word again, clarity. What is it you want to accomplish? And we start by saying, what do you have? What is it you've got today? Where do you want to go? And then we work from there. And I'm gonna ask April to kind of fill in the blanks of what we do there.
2: Yeah. Uh, so the retirement rehearsal is so fun, Steve. First of all, it's really fun for us because it is like a puzzle. We get to throw everyone's financial pieces on the table and say, how do we put these together in the best way possible for them? So, again, assuming that we've had this conversation around what is the retirement going to look like for them, our retirement rehearsals, we actually fast forward them. So let's talk, talk about our, uh, the client I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Pam. She's retiring in two and a half years. So let's look at what is her income going to look like when she steps off into retirement two and a half years from now. And let's take all of those pieces into consideration. Which pension option should she take and how is that going to impact her? When should she take Social Security? Is she going to do any additional work in retirement? Some people want to retire and never look back. (laughs) You know, Um, others want to be able to work part time or do consulting. So we've got to put that puzzle piece in there somewhere, too. We got to talk about healthcare and what's that going to look like for them in retirement? What about their other retirement accounts? Most people will have something in a 403B or a 457 or they've got their drop account. They're going to have to do something with that. And we have to talk about when are they going to take income from it? Are they going to take income from those accounts right when they retire? Are they going to let them continue to grow for the future? They have to start taking money out of those accounts by 73 for the requirement of distributions. But we have to take all of that in consideration. So you mentioned, yeah, we can't just say take this pension because it's the best one. All of these other pieces help us determine which how those things look for them.
1: And there's all important. Every piece of it is important something is mm-hmm. something as simple and mundane as someone's car insurance mm-hmm. it, 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 why do you care about that you don't sell car insurance no we don't but so we do all this work and have a great plan and you have an accident you hurt or kill someone and all your stuff's taken away from you what what, what good is the planning if you don't protect
0: it That's
2: right you know on the retirement rehearsal part, Steve. I know how John I's brain works. We'll look at someone's information and we can see this play out in five, six different ways, but that's very overwhelming. So we may not show someone five or six different ways that income can look for them. We really want to try to narrow that down to like, let's say two options. And then I think about when you go to the eye doctor, you're like, which one is better? A, Or B. A or B. And we actually show them what it looks like. So we can see it in black and white and they can help that can help them make them that can help them make decisions. Absolutely. So talk
0: a little bit about once. So you've been through the planning process. Now you're into implementing the planning process, you know, and and this is sort of where the rubber meets the road, because people have to begin living life inside the plan, right? You've created the plan, but if you don't live to the plan, it doesn't really do much good. How do you interact with the folks that you help during that planning process? First,
1: I want to make a comment. (laughs) That just popped in my head, as you were saying, that you've heard me use before, and I think you've used it too with people. So, Here's a bottle of water. If I'm in the bottle, I can't read the label. Correct? Correct. Can't read it. But... If somebody else outside looks at that with you, they have a different perspective. Especially if you've seen as many thousands of plans as April and I've seen. So, the implementation part is easy for us. Very easy. It's, it's, it's a piece of cake because the planning that we do and what you see come on that screen in that rehearsal, you, the client, will look at it and go, "Ooh." I, I got a problem right there. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to do any pressure type selling. We don't have to do any of that nonsense. We simply say, here's what you have, here's what you could have. And it's like April said about the eye exam, which would you prefer, this plan or this plan? It's your plan, it's your plan. It's not ours, it's yours.
2: You know, I think back, John, this is something I've heard you say countless times about if we're we're doing work and helping a client, there's really only four things they can do with that that (laughs) plan, right?
1: I know where you're going.
2: They could do nothing. (laughs) Right. They could do it all themselves. Yes. They could take it to another advisor or they could choose to work with us and our team. Correct. Those are really their only four choices when they Mm -hmm. have this plan. They see exactly what it's going to look like and know what to do.
1: And I can't tell you how many times over the years... I've had someone say to me, I'm gonna do it myself. Mm -hmm. And then they get into it, I'm looking at a picture right now on that bookcase over of a gentleman who's now, I think he's 96 years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, When this happened, he said, I need help. I thought I could do this, I was wrong. A professor, Mm -hmm. will you help me with this? And I said, absolutely. And that was one of the things that got me even more entrenched and dedicated to working with members of the Florida Retirement Mm -hmm. System because this was the guy that I still have a lot of respect for, especially then. And he was putting his financial stuff in my hands, trusting me. And I didn't have the answers. And I told him "My friend, I don't know all this stuff. He said, then go learn it. And I did. And every time we help somebody with a problem, it gives us such a wealth of information that we can get out there mm-hmm. and serve other people.
0: Mm-hmm. So... April, you mentioned earlier there have been some changes mm-hmm. to, I guess, Drop specifically. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about, about the changes and how they're impacting people?
2: Absolutely. I'm going to cover kind of the, the big changes. There's some other changes happen, too, when it comes to uh, FRS and retirement. But the two big changes with Drop is it used to be if you went into Drop, you had to retire in the next five years. Like it put a, an end date on it. You had... Five years from today, you know, between now and the next five years. So one of the things that they've done is they've actually extended that from five to eight years. So now if I go in, I have 96 months that I can wait to retire and be in the DROP program. Um, so it gives somewhere. you more time to agonize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And. So the, the big question with this, this one change, Steve, is that if you're already in drop, they have the option to elect to defer. So if I'm already in drop and let's say I'm going to be retiring in two years, I can now say I want another three after that. Hmm. So for people who are already in drop, they've got a question. That's a that's a question they have to answer. Should they stay with their original plan or should they extend into the future? The other um, change that happened too, which is actually a really good change, is the interest rate that people are going to be earning on their drop balance accruing. So before, that was 1.3%. That's how much their drop account was earning interest. And they've increased it to 4%. It's a big increase. So I'm glad to see that that happened. So that's going to make a big impact too for people in a positive way.
0: Absolutely. Now I know we're dealing with some inflation in the current environment, and last I checked, the inflation rate was more than four percent. I think.
1: That's right. Well, supposedly you listen to, but supposedly it's three point seven
0: percent. Okay. So they're just they're they're just above water. But inflation is a huge concern for people right now as they're thinking about going into retirement. That it's really changed the equation a lot. How how are you dealing with that, and how are you counseling people around inflation today? Well, I think inflation.
1: I, I've said this a thousand times: seminars, books, podcasts, webinars. Inflation is a silent thief. There are two things: inflation and taxation that take your money. But taxes are as loud. You feel it. You see it. Right. Inflation stinks up on you. It just you. You go to the grocery store and say, "Wait a minute! I don't think I paid that much for that last month." And you start thinking, and then all of a sudden, what we've experienced the last couple of years, you realize, whoa, some of this stuff has doubled in price. So I go back to what happened in the 70s and 80s. in a long time. I remember when mortgage rates were 13%. Interest rates on money market funds were 21%, <laughs> believe it or not, at one point. And so what we're experiencing today, I look at and I go, okay, it's not that bad. Uh, I lived through worse. But if you haven't experienced it because we were spoiled rotten with you know, 10 years of a boom market.
2: And very low, low inflation, inflation.
1: And yeah. high interest rates on yeah. our savings and all.
2: yeah,
1: And low interest rate on mortgages. And now we have mortgage rates worth about seven and a half mm-hmm, now
2: mm-hmm.
1: for a fixed 30 year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's my perspective on it. And I think it's something that People have become a little bit lackadaisical and not plan for that because you're going to experience inflation. And everyone's inflation rate is different. Yours is different than mine. Mine's different than April's because it depends on how we spend our money. But I, I think we should talk about how we look at that with the, with the retirement rehearsal, how we uh, sometimes will start showing no inflation and then we start showing inflation. You
2: want want to talk about that? Yeah. You know, I do like the analogy of inflation is a silent thief because it just kind of creeps up on you. You know, I think about um, usually we have a pretty good idea, maybe like what the price of gas is right now. Right. Because we see it at the pump and people talk about, oh, have you seen the price of gas today? And we kind of notice that. But we don't always notice the cost of milk or bread or eggs creeping up. Although I shouldn't say that in in, in the last few years, we definitely noticed the price of eggs, right? They didn't creep up. (laughs) They ran up. That's right. Those
1: chickens were flying.
2: (laughs) But uh, generally speaking, when someone, we're thinking about especially someone retiring, inflation is no surprise to us. Like we know it's going to be there. So we have to plan for it. And if you think about someone, let's say they're retiring, they're age 65. Okay. And life expectancy is 85. Well, so let's say someone's got 20 or 30 years in retirement. Well, we know that they're going to need more money tomorrow than they need today. The price of milk is going to be more tomorrow than it is today. So we have to plan for that. We have to take that into consideration.
1: And if you don't, it's going to hurt. And typically, from what I've seen over the years, people will say, you know what? My is not going as far as it used to. And it's usually about seven years after they retire. No magic number, but that's what I've seen in the past. All of a sudden, my money's not going as far.
2: Well, how many clients in like the last year or two when we're meeting and we we always have that conversation of, hey, how are we feeling about income? And do, you know, is this a time where we need to look at having additional income? And so many people say, no, no, I'm good, I'm good, everything's great. And in the last couple of years, we've had people say, you know what, I think it is time perfect, we planned for this, we allocated for that. We had. We knew this was coming, we just didn't maybe know exactly when we would need to kind of flip that switch, but we could plan for it.
1: I'm not gonna say the name, but I know you know who I'm talking about. Remember the individual who came in said, I can't afford to retire, I can't mm-hmm. retire, I can't retire. And we were able to show him that he could retire right then if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And he actually went back and talked with his supervisor mm-hmm. and they solved a little problem they had and he worked two or three more years, mm-hmm. and he loved his work because the supervisor got off his bed and left him alone and let him work once he realized he could retire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we've had so many times, it's like your friend you're talking about earlier, it's just absolutely, I can't even describe the feeling when you show someone mm-hmm. that they can retire earlier than they thought, or in retirement, they have more income than they thought possible. It's just, it's, it's fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Because we know how
1: to use strategies to increase some people's income as much as 20 or 30 percent. And that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And that's significant.
0: <laughs> it's mm-hmm.
1: Big time. Yeah. And it's not some magical product. It's knowing, again, and I, I'm going to probably wear out the word puzzle, but it's it's true. It's, it's taking all the pieces of the puzzle
0: and playing with it. Mm-hmm. And I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about um, two things that I know... Folks, as they get to that in that retirement window, they start to get concerned about, and that's Social Security and, and Medicare. And I know every now and then in the news seems like more and more frequently lately, the the talk of, of both programs going bankrupt is, is out there. Um, I'm sure that's worrying people. But I think beyond that, just the the complexity of when to take it and how to approach Social Security is a big deal. How do you guys? think about Social Security and Medicare right now?
1: I'm gonna to defer to April 1st on that. And then I got a couple of things I wanna to say to kind of clear the record for what people need to hear.
0: Okay.
2: Steve, I hate the fear tactics. It drives me crazy when there's so much fear out there and these fear tactics about Social Security is gonna go bankrupt, you know, you're losing all your benefits and all those things. And I do not believe that is true. There is no way, in my opinion, in today's world, that social security is going to go bankrupt. is going to go away. Do I think that they'll make changes to social security? Absolutely. Now, I'll, you know, so I'm going to be 40 in December. I think that I will see sweeping changes to social security. But I think as someone who is 55 and older, maybe even 50 and older, they're probably not gonna see as many changes as someone like I will. Or think about my two boys, you know, that are seven and 10, they'll see big changes too. How
1: about those people like me that are 70, soon to be 71?
2: I, I, this is my opinion. I do not think that you'll see any changes to Social Security. I think they'll make changes to the program. I think they might increase taxes. I could see them increasing the age when new people can claim benefits. But I think if you're already on Social Security, you won't, you don't have anything to worry about. Good. (laughs) Good news for you. (laughs) Is that a guarantee? That's a
1: guarantee. (laughs) Um, I'm going to make the comment that April did, but I'm going to I'm, I don't like the fact that people are being told, take Social Security at 62 because of the going bankrupt. And, and you hear it all the time. And then you'll have others who say, "The well-meaning friends, don't take it until you're 70. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, I took mine at full retirement age, 66. I'm glad I did. So it, it's a personal choice, but you got the range of 62 is the earliest and at age 70, you gotta do it. You, you don't have to, I guess you can donate it to the government, but you got a range in there. And I think sometimes people do try to make those decisions in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And we call that micro planning instead of macro. So we don't think you should do that. We should say, wait, yes, maybe 62, you should do it. But there's a lot of factors. Are you going to be working? If so, how much money will you make? And I think the changes that are coming to Social Security, I've been talking about this since the 80s, ever since President Reagan, pounded Congress and got the most sweeping changes to Social Security since it was started in the 30s. And the press hardly said a word about it. We had all of a sudden the benefits used to be tax-free. Then they became taxable. And then we also had uh, no cost of living adjustment. We got that. We had a lot of things happen. The tax rate changed. The income base kept going up and up and up. So I think April's right. We're going to see more taxes, but they're not going to call it that. It's not going to be called taxes. It's just going to be, instead of 7.65 coming out of your paycheck, it's going to be 215%, or they'll keep it the same and raise the income level. Right. And they never should have allowed people to retire at 62, in my opinion. I think that was the biggest mistake they made. They never should have done that. They should have left it at 65 or even 70 based on how people are living.
0: What I'm getting out of all of this is... Uh there's a lot to coordinate. And the other thing I'm getting out of this is that there's a process and a way to approach this that, that will get it all organized and and um, coordinated.
1: Correct. Let's talk about Medicare for a moment. Because okay. we, 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 you said both of them, but we didn't talk about that. That's true. Medicare, I had a friend just last week. He said, can we please sit down and talk about Medicare? I'm, I'm still confused. And he is still working, so he does not have to take Medicare Part B now. Because where he works is more than 20 people, and he can stay on his plan. And he had forgotten that and didn't know. He was in a panic about, I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, What do I do? Because my wife will not be covered. I said, that's not accurate. You you can stay right where you are, get on the computer, or either go down to the Social Security office, pick one, and choose the option that allows you to defer part B because you're still under a group plan. And we find a lot of confusion about that. Most people don't know it, and they get in trouble. If, they, if we can get them to sit down again and talk about, okay, what's gonna happen when you're 70 years old? What's gonna happen back up at full retirement age? Uh, a lot of moving parts.
2: Yeah, Medicare is very confusing. You know, I think I uh, I joke sometimes that I know more about Medicare today than I want to know about it. But I think once people get it and they understand what their options are and they walk through all those and they make those choices, it it's actually not not as complicated as long as they have all that information. All
0: right. So I have two more topics that I know are on people's minds that I want to make sure we cover, um, and I and they're very interrelated um, and. The first is is RMDs and, and the related topic is taxes <laughs> because one usually triggers the other, right? Sure. So I know people are often concerned about RMDs and how it's going to impact them. Talk a little bit about what the, the big concerns are and maybe roughly what some of the rules are. I know they, they change from time to time, but...
2: They keep changing, Steve, to be quite honest with you. So required minimum distributions, we call them RMDs for short. And what RMDs are is a time when the IRS says you have to start pulling money out of your retirement accounts. These are from your pre-tax retirement accounts. So think 401k, 403b, 457, traditional IRAs, any type of pre-tax retirement account. And so right now that age is 73, although it's slated to increase to 75 in the future. So that is something they keep changing is when do you have to start taking money out for your required minimum distributions? But right now it's age 73. The IRS also has a formula that we have to follow. They have a Certain percentage that you have to take out of your accounts every year. So it's not just, oh, can I just take a dollar and be done? Nope. They're gonna. That's what we call it: required minimum distributions. Because they tell you the minimum that you have to take out from those accounts.
1: That's definitely not suggested minimum. It's
2: not suggested. (laughs) Tell
1: them what happens if they don't take out the. If you
2: don't take it out, they're gonna penalize you. They actually charge you a penalty. It's 25% of whatever you had to take out of it. That's your penalty. Plus, you still have to take the money out. Plus, you still have to pay taxes on whatever came out.
0: Mm.
2: So it's pretty big.
0: That's huge. And
1: that penalty was 50%. So what they did is say, okay, we're going to lower this and make it easier because people are raiding the piggy bank again. Uh, If you take a look at what's happened in our economy, it reminds me so much of 2008 and 2009. We got people that are overextended on credit cards in our world today and they're taking money out of their retirement accounts and paying penalties because they need money. We're not seeing a lot of that personally with our clients, but we, we know for a fact that's happening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's with our clients' adult children
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they don't have a plan. That's right. And we're trying to help everyone we can see from the standpoint, if you're a client, you're 70 years old and you've got Children that are April's age, they need to be sitting down with April because she can have a better understanding of what they're going through. And with her experience, she's got the best of both worlds because she has learned stuff at a faster pace than most people because she's worked with people that already that are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Most people, April's age, think back 10 years ago, April, Mm -hmm. they don't get that. But sitting in meetings all the time, working and running the meetings, I'm sitting there kind of like, okay, can I talk to Dale? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: maybe.
0: <laughs> she won't let me retire yet. Right? Uh, yes, I know. Yeah. She's, she's told me that. Too I much fun. So, um, you know, we, I mentioned taxes. Mm-hmm. Just quickly, the, the what's the link between RMDs and taxes? Why does that give people so much heartburn? Well, I'll go first on that.
1: With that people say, so I don't need the money, I'm not gonna take it. That's okay, you don't have to take it. Well, I thought I had to. No, the government would be perfectly happy to charge you the 25% penalty on top of the tax. So don't do it. And I go, Oh, that doesn't sound good. No, and what happens is, April likes to talk about taxes also. When you take the money out of that retirement account, that is on top of everything else you've already got. Your Social Security, pension, IRAs, if you have so just visualize, we have people who have all those accounts. They have an IRA, they have a Roth IRA, they have a 403B in some cases, they have 457 deferred comp, which we have not talked about. But most people in the Florida retirement system have some money in deferred comp. Same rules apply. you got to take it out. So if you've done a good job of saving money, guess what? They're going to make you take it out. And in all likelihood, the tax rate is going to be up higher when you do that just on the basic tax rate today. But what if we have tax rates go back to 50%? There are people in Congress right now proposing as much as going back to 70% tax. You're mm. You're taking April.
2: Yeah, th- that's the question or concern that we get is, okay, I'm, I have to take this money out, so now what? So now they know that they have to take this out. They're cons- they don't want to take it out if they don't have to, because they don't want to have to pay the taxes. But we always talk about how when we're taking it out, it's taxed at your highest marginal rate, right? So now you get to pull it out, but now what do you do with it? Well, that's kind of where the fun part comes in for us a little bit too, is just go, kind of goes full circle back to planning. We've got clients who do all kinds of things with it. Clients who take it out and take a big trip every year. You know, it funds their vacations. We've got clients who use it to remodel their house you know they plan to stay in their house for as long as possible so they're doing these things now to get prepared for that um, we have clients where we turn around and reinvest that say so they say okay all right april all right john i gotta take it out i'm gonna pay the tax but then let me go ahead and reinvest what's left of my requirement of distribution so i can put that somewhere back on my balance sheet so it can grow for the future
1: and some people take the money and help with their grandchildren's education mm-hmm. costs Great tuition. It's pretty cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well,
0: we, we've covered a lot, and we've gone on for probably longer than we originally <laughs> intended, but um, I, I know we could go on for, for probably days on these topics because this is what you guys are fully engrossed in all the time. Um, and uh, I hope for everybody listening, this has helped answer some questions for you. If you have more questions, um, one thing that I will tell you about April and John is they are – prolific in helping get information out. Um, And so they do webinars on a regular basis. Uh, You can look at the website for the upcoming schedule, curryshowenfinancial.com, and and they put together uh, the Secure Retirement Method for members of the Florida Retirement System, which is a great short book that really covers all of the key issues, um, goes into more depth on some of the things that we talked about here today, you can get that at curry show com slash FRS book and I would encourage you to, to come in and, and meet with April meet with John have a, a focus session where you you really go through um, where things are for you today and and where you'd like them to be in the future and and uh, throw the puzzle pieces on the table and let them let them put them together um, and uh, and again you can you can do that at CurryShowandFinancial.com. And, and uh, any, anything else you guys would like to add?
2: I think it's been great, Steve. I know we kind of covered a, a wide range of topics, and we're kind of talking through some of those concerns that people have. I think it's been great.
1: I would end it this way. We want to help as many people as we can. You've helped us with that. You challenged me one day and made me mad, if you recall, to break this about getting another book done. You've got all this knowledge in your head, John. Get it out there. Remember that? I do. You called me. You selfish. weren't happy with me. <laughs> you called me selfish that day. I did. Because I was not getting, sharing enough with people. And you're right, getting the books done, the podcasts, webinars. Because some people will hear this that we'll never see. We'll never meet them, but somebody will benefit from in some way from this. So that means we did a good job. We helped someone. Mm-hmm. And it will come back. It always comes back, good, bad, or ugly. You're going to get out. You're
0: going to get back what you send out. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much. I appreciate you investing a little bit of time with me and with everyone listening today. And folks, I hope this has been really helpful for you. It was fun. It
2: was fun. Thanks, Steve.
3: This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities, LLC, your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. This promotional information is not approved or endorsed by the Florida Retirement System or the Division of Retirement. Neither Guardian nor its affiliates are associated with the Florida Retirement System or the Division of Retirement. The Social Security Administration has not approved, endorsed, or authorized this material. Contact the Social Security Administration for complete details regarding eligibility for benefits. If you would like additional information about our services, you can visit our website at currieshowandfinancial.com or you can call our office at 850-562-3000. Again that number is 850-562-3000. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or North Florida Financial, and opinions stated are their own. April and John are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. Address 3664 Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, zip Code 32311. Phone number 850-562-9075. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA and CIPIC. April is a financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian.
2: 2023-164496 expires December 2025.